T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Sports Junkies on 106.7. The fan and the team at 980. The junks are out. It's President's Day. Happy President's Day. Hope you got to sleep in a little bit. Dead day, Toby Altsizer, we are in. We're talking quarterbacks here on The Fan. You can jump in and join the conversation, 800-636-1067. What would you do at quarterback if you were Washington come April? Now, Toby, there was something that was tweeted uh, earlier this weekend from pro football focus, Trevor Sykema, saying that Washington should draft Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, the guy that Jim Harbaugh says is the best quarterback in the NFL draft. No. Personally, I don't think they should. Uh, No, no. And that was from his mock draft. He had them trading down from two for a haul from the Broncos who came up to take Drake May. Then they traded back up, I think, like the 10th to take J.J. McCarthy. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I would personally yeet myself into the <laughs> Potomac if J.J. McCarthy is the pick. Now, I just want to add for legal purposes, that's a joke. I don't want to burn my skin in the waters of the Potomac River. But you understand what I'm saying. I don't want no J.J. McCarthy around these streets. No. He is not the guy that needs to be here. It needs to be May, Williams, or Daniels. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Or if you're crazy enough to think Sam Howell. No, um, you have to try to hit the home run here. I, I don't want Adam Peters to walk in here, his first big move as the general manager in terms of players, and I don't want him to walk up here and try to hit a single down the first baseline. Right. I want him to try to hit one 450 dead center, and that's taking a Caleb Williams, that's taking a Drake Mayer, Jaden Daniels, and that's trusting that your offensive staff, the Cliff Kingsbury's, the Brian Johnson's, the Tavita Pritchards, all those guys can work together and develop this guy. And I really stand by this. I think any of the top three guys, Daniels, May, or Caleb Williams, doesn't really matter which one you want to pick. I think any of those guys can be in a Pro Bowl, All-Pro caliber quarterback. It's about development. So if you think the talent level for one and the ceiling is higher for one, go ahead and take him. But if they just decide to stay at two and they tra- take a Drake May or they take a Jaden Daniels, it's fine with me either way because I think if you develop them the right way and work on these guys, any one of these guys can be your franchise quarterback. Can I tell you something that really bothers me before we get to the phone lines? You can tweet at us as well at the Denton Day at Toby underscore Altsizer. So this, I tweeted my joke that I just gave to you yeah. because I just think saying the word yeet is funny yeah. in regular conversation. But I put this on Twitter. In the graphic that is used for this, Caleb Williams is not holding the laces of the football. 
<laughs> that bothers me a little bit. <laughs> he does that a lot. He does that a lot. I really don't like that. Doesn't bother me. Do whatever you got to do. I, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. I think that leads to turnovers. Anyway, let's go to uh, Patrick in College Park. Patrick, you're on the Junkies. What's going on? <clears throat> Morning, guys. Um, so I think for two reasons you do not trade up number one. Uh, one being kind of what you just said. If all three of these guys are as good as advertised, then you didn't just hire all these new coaches for no reason. You're going to develop them, and hopefully they're going to turn into uh, you know a generational talent or whoever you want them to be. But I also think people aren't thinking about you know what if the Bears really do want. Drake May and not Caleb Williams, and everybody's thinking they want Caleb Williams. Then we're just giving them a pick, and they're getting what they want anyway. So I, I think you just stick with with your gut. You don't trade up. You take what you can get, and you develop them from there. One pick isn't worth it to me. Patrick, it's a great call. We appreciate it. I think that's an interesting one because, you know, maybe I don't think the Bears would want Drake May over Caleb Williams, but say they do in that situation, I still don't mind trading up. You that, don't, that fan base in Chicago would riot. By you, the way. you don't know that, right? I, I don't want to get into a staring contest over this. And honestly, if that's the case, and you think Caleb, again, I think any of these guys can be good. I think Caleb's ceiling is the highest out of all these guys. But to me, I mean, if, if you want to go get Caleb Williams, even if the Bears were to say that Drake May is at the top of their board, don't get into a staring contest over this. Just go to number one and make sure that you get to pick your guy. Yeah, it should definitely be the the decision to trade up. Well, I don't want to trade up, but the decision to trade up should be based more on you than anybody else. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Mike is in Fairfax. Mike, thanks for holding. You're on the Junkies. Hey, what's up, guys? I appreciate you taking my call. That uh, that other caller kind of stole my thunder. Uh, <laughs> he was absolutely correct, in my opinion. Um, the issue, uh, though, is with, with these three quarterbacks that, that we could possibly get, <clears throat> with with uh, with uh, May and with with Daniels, clearly they're not. I, in my opinion, they're not as talented as um, uh, 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 Caleb Williams. But with Caleb, my issue is, and it's been brought up, is his you know the maturity factor. Is he going to be able to handle this? Is he going to divide the locker room? I, I I doubt it, but you never know. Adam Peters is getting paid the big bucks to to, uh, to handle that. But we, we obviously need a quarter. We obviously need a quarterback. The, the the issue obviously is though, do you go with the trusted, trusted quarterback that clearly has all the talent, Caleb? But the off the field issues, or do you go and take the risk of no off the field issues and yeah, good, good quarterbacks, good quarterbacks. But you're not sure exactly what you're going to get at the professional level. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Mike, that's a, that's a really good call. You know what my biggest worry with Caleb Williams is? Mike called it the maturity. I, I don't think it's, I don't know if I'd classify it as a maturity issue. I don't care about the fingernails, whatever. As yep. long as you're good, that's fine. Yep. I don't care about the dress, whatever. As long as you're good, it's fine. I am a little nervous. His parents have already gone to the media. Yeah. His dad already went to GQ. That makes me worried because we have had quarterbacks in this market that have had parents that have gone to the media, and you want to talk about the dividing of a locker room, there is nothing more uh, dividing than your parent going to whatever media source. Because trust me, the media will take them. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if a parent is coming to me with a story, like, I'm going to take the story. That's part of the job. But there's nothing more dividing than your parent going to the media to try and fight on your behalf as a professional. Yeah, and I think that's a big question mark. This off-the-field stuff with Caleb, whatever you want to talk about, the fingernails, the dress, 
you know, his parents being involved, whatever you want to talk about, the locker room, any of it, I think is a legitimate concern. And I think it's going to have to be something they're going to have to weigh heavily because to me, he's the most talented quarterback in the draft. Are, are you willing to trade up for him? Whatever the case may be on that. But if he's your top guy, are you willing to take on that headache? I mean, that's something that Chicago has to weigh as well. So I think that's going to be an intriguing thing to see. And I think that's why for him, I don't know how much of the stuff at the combine. I don't know that he's going to take part in any of this stuff, honestly. But the interviews and stuff are going to be very intriguing because I think what you'll hear over the next couple of weeks coming out of the combine, hearing from various reports from people more tapped in than we are, hearing what they're saying about Caleb Williams, I think could drive what happens over the next couple of months and who ends up being that, that number one overall pick and whether it's Caleb going to Chicago or coming here. You are listening to the Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Denton Day and Toby Altizer filling in for the junks on a President's Day. We're taking your phone calls. What would you do in the draft if you were Washington? 800-636-1067. We have a line open for you. Let's head out to Arlington. Gus is in Arlington. Gus, what's going on? Hey, fellas. You know what? I don't want to take a quarterback, either trade up or even at number two. Our team is just not ready. It simply isn't. It's like getting a Ferrari when you live in a bad neighborhood and you don't have a garage. We're going to mess him up even if he's great. Even Mahomes, he's been down every fourth quarter in the Super Bowl. So it wasn't just all about Mahomes. He had a good team around him. We don't have that team for any great quarterback to develop in. Our coaches aren't proven yet either. We need to gel all across the board. This year should be about Adam Peters, Dan Quinn, and the coordinators, not about a quarterback and how he progresses every single week. Well, so, so Gus, how long would you wait then? I wait till next year. I mean, I would still get. I wouldn't. I'm not a Howell guy. I mean, I would try to bring Brissett back and see how far he can take the offense, knowing that he's not going to be the ultimate answer. But we have to build competency and solidify that O line in our systems first, and then we move next year. And then we'll have probably the extra pick to make a calculated move to move up, like Buffalo did when they got Josh Allen, like Kansas City did when they got Patrick Mahomes. So they have to go all the way to the top three pick. Was Houston ready for C.J. Stroud? Like, if you looked at their roster going into he, it. He, Larry Mee Tunsil. Do we okay, have they that have on Tunsil. No, we don't. Uh, but we don't the, have anything like that on our though. line. When you saw you Miles have, Garrett on that team, on that, Miles Garrett got yes, stymied by Larry you have Tunsil. You have two second-round picks. You have $75 million in cap space or more. That can be addressed. This idea that he's going to come in here and not have anything, I think, is a little bit premature. Like, you got to wait to see what they can do with this, with the free agency. I think that they can address a lot of these things, and C.J. Stroud made the rest of that team better. I, I mean, that's that's the thing. I don't think even if we get good players, and I hope we do because that's how we got Peters for, right? And that's what the coach is for. They need time to gel. The thing is, you're burning that rookie year, that QB by having all these new things coming at once. We have way too many new things at once. The fan base needs to be patient. It's not going to happen immediately, and if it does, that's scary to me. Gus, we appreciate the uh, the call. Any quarterback is going to have those expectations as you're drafted high. Well, and here's the other thing. Come with it. it comes with opportunity as well. You're drafting number two overall, okay? And if so, you pass on that, like Gus is saying, that's a fine opinion to have, but... The last time they drafted number two overall, they took Chase Young. They passed on quarterback, which we're gonna miss. Whatever, I, I'm fi- I'm not gonna go back and judge that pick. I, I was fine with the Chase pick. They picked 19th the next year and took Jamin Davis. Yeah, they picked 19th the next year. Like you, you don't know. You might have something happen this year where you win more football games or teams are way worse than you somehow, and you end up winning eight, nine games. And you're stuck. And you end up picking later on in the first round. And on top of that, I've heard people talk about this. 
Last year, before the draft, we obviously were talking about Bryce Young. We're talking about C.J. Stroud. But people were looking ahead to this draft, talking about Caleb Williams, talking about Drake May. You hear anyone, anyone talking about the quarterbacks in the next draft? I mean, I do just because I'm a college guy, but the the regular NFL fan, no. no. Nobody's talking about Shador I mean, Sanders. If you ask anybody, I don't know that they would be able to name two guys that are coming out next year. Shador, Quinn Ewers, like, I think there's guys to be excited about, but they're not on this level. No, like Riley Leonard is a guy to be excited about in college, but we don't know what he's going to fare in the NFL. So that's, that. You're, you're 100% right there. I just don't think you can wait on a quarterback. You like, I understand the process that. of, of wanting to make sure that your guy is coming into a good scenario. So, like, the method that he was trying to describe there, I do agree with, but I do not think you are gifted the luxury right now of being able to wait. But I think they can fix a lot of the issues that he's mentioning. Offensive line. I also don't think the offensive line is nearly as bad as other people. I think Leno's fine at left tackle. Cosme was good at right guard. They don't have a Laramie Tunsil like C.J. Stroud did. Correct. But that offensive line looked pretty good when Jacoby Brissett was there operating the offense the way it was designed to be operated. And see, I still think they're pretty bad. Honestly, I think that a lot of it needs to be fixed. But I think Cosme was the fourth best player on the team. That's what $80 million in cap space is for. I think that if you look through the draft, you could get a starting caliber offensive tackle in the second round. And you can get interior linemen in the second and third round. So I think that you can reshape this thing. And you can't even look at the Bryce Young situation and compare it. Because Bryce Young was throwing to Adam Thielen as his wide receiver one. You still got Terry McLaurin here. You still got Jahan Dotson. And again... You've got extra picks and $80 million in cap space. I'm going to trust Adam Peters to fix this thing and have everything ready so that when he drafts a quarterback at number two or at number one, they're going to come in and have a good situation to make it work. Yeah. Phone lines are absolutely jammed right now. We got Ryan Fowler coming up at the bottom of this hour. But one more segment for you. Get your calls in 800-636-1067. You can tweet us as well at the Denton Day, at Toby underscore Altsizer. We are in for the Sports Junkies on a President's Day Monday. Coming back with your phone calls when we get back on 106.7 and the Team 980. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan. We are simulcast on the team at 980 as well. Junks are out. Denton Day, Toby Altsizer, we are in. 
Happy President's Day. We're taking your phone calls, 800-636-1067. What should Washington do in the draft? You can tweet us as well at the Denton Day at Toby Altsizer. I got a tweet, Toby, from Skippy Peanut Butter at yeah. Maple Syrup CEO saying he does not agree with Gus because he is he doesn't think the uh, the fan base should remain uh, waiting. I agree with him. I don't I don't got that much time to be patient. I'm 28. I've never seen 11 wins in my life. I think so much changed in those final couple games of the year when this team went from drafting in the 6, 7, 8 range up to number 2. I'd gladly entertain a lot of these discussions about trading down, about taking something other than quarterback if you were drafting a little bit later. You're drafting number 2 overall largely because the quarterback position wasn't good enough last season. So you upgrade when you get that chance yeah. and you're drafting there. There's your chance. You take it. So what say you, what should Washington do in the upcoming NFL draft at the quarterback spot? Jeff is in Landover. Jeff, we appreciate you holding what's going on. Good morning, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Me personally, I say we stay with, I say we stay at two. I'm not a fan of trading up, especially with as, as much as much need as we have. So I say if Chicago doesn't want Caleb, we take him. And I say if the Chicago takes Caleb, we take Jaden. I don't think you can go wrong with either one. I'm not really high on Drake May. He kind of reminds me of Zach Wilson. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's my personal opinion. And real quick, just to push back, I think when you said something about Caleb's maturity might be an issue, you know, uh, he, I think he's been the man in college. He's been the man in high school and college. And, you know, in this league, you get benched. And I don't think it'll sit right with him, you know, being benched, going to the bench for Sam House. So I think he'll really take it serious and he'll really come in here and do what he needs to do if we take him so that he can stay on the field. And that's all I got. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Jeff, appreciate it. I certainly hope that's the case. Um, I, don't I personally don't have many questions. Like, I, I understand that there's going to be a lot of discourse over this, but personally, I'm not that worried about it with Caleb Williams. No, I don't I don't think I'm too worried about it either. I he can play. As long as you can play, I think that's the most important thing. Jake is in Woodbridge. Jake, what's going on? Good morning, guys. Hope you guys are having a good day. You too, man. Hey, listen, Jaden Daniels is by far the best quarterback in the draft and for a couple of reasons. One, he's got the best resume uh out of the three, I believe. He's going up against better talent potentially the best defenses in the national and, you know, the nation. So I, I really do think Jaden Daniels has everything it takes to be an NFL quarterback. I even think he's better than Caleb Williams. Most of the, most of the reason is because Caleb kind of, he kind of went off a cliff towards the last part of last season. He, he didn't show up in big games. There's a lot of close games that I feel like if you made a couple better throws and better decisions, they would have been in. Uh, but ultimately, Jaden Daniels has gone up against better talent. I mean, we're talking about NFL-caliber players in the SEC defenses. And you can argue conferences all you want. But at the end of the day, the ACC is not what it used to be. So any quarterback coming out of that out of that conference is not going to be as NFL-ready as, as an SEC quarterback. And you can pretty much put that to bed with the Stroud comparison. Stroud, no one knew what Stroud was really going to do in the NFL until he played against better teams. Like the SEC, but what did he do against Georgia, the team that absolutely destroyed TCU in the national championship? He he torched them, and he was one possession away from winning that game. So he was proven against a good good talent. So in my opinion, I think Jaden Daniels is more proven to play in the NFL than any other quarterback, just going off stats and talent wise. Everything else off the field, 
the guy is mature. You can't find anything on him, bad or good. He stays off. He stays off the radar and continues to deliver in big games. And let's be real: if LSU had a defense this year, oh, they would have been, so been the number one. Oh, that would have been they so been good, the, Jake. They would have been the national champion. I mean, if, if you if you strictly look at just their defense, and then you compare it with Jaden Daniels' stats, you got to be kidding me. We're talking about a team that's dwarfing the Joe Burrow team. Yeah, that, they would have been. Jake, and you we can't appreciate. Name one receiver on the LSU team. Well, I, I, now you're getting now you're getting a little out of pocket. Malik neighbors, Malik neighbors Brian Thomas, you like you're getting a little out of pocket there. But we appreciate the uh, <laughs> we appreciate the call. One of the ones he said, Dwarf and Joe Burrow. I was like, oh, hold on a second there. I do love Jaden Daniels, though. By the way, from everything that I've gathered, he's like a great dude off the field. I don't think there's going to be any concerns about Jaden Daniels off the field. Matter of fact, uh, I said this before some of this process has started. I think he's going to be the darling of the draft process. I do, too. I think that when you hear these interviews, I think if you see him at the Combine, at his pro day, I think that people are going to fall in love with him. And so it wouldn't surprise me if he continues to shoot up boards, which he already has. He won the Heisman, and he was fantastic this season. But it wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden he becomes the consensus number two just because everyone throughout the process falls in love with this guy. So we talk a lot about Caleb Williams. How about a guy that knows the kid? Tom is in Gaithersburg. Tom, you are on the Junkies. You said your son played with Caleb? Yeah, he played with Caleb at Maplewood when he was 10, 11, 12 years old. My son always had the same position left out. But anyway, (laughs) Caleb was the starting quarterback on the A-team. I saw him play. He had talent then. He has talent now. He's kind of sucked this year because the defense was was terrible at USC, and he didn't give give it very much. But he's by far the best talent out there, and if they don't draft him, I listen to you guys all day. I, I, I coach pickleball. I travel all around town. I listen to you guys all day. I give the junkies advice on pickleball, which they haven't taken, since they, but they still suck <laughs> because they don't, didn't. But anyway, that, that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. I appreciate you, you listening. Tom, we appreciate it. Hopefully, when Caleb Williams gets drafted, your son gets invited to the party. Well, the maybe you can party. teach him how to play pickleball, too. Yeah, maybe you can teach him how to play pickleball. I could, could use some help on that. I could. Uh, I don't really have any desire to play pickleball, <laughs> to be honest. It's not for me. Yeah, I mean, Caleb Williams is so intriguing. He really is. He's got so much talent. And as much as you want to talk about, imagine if LSU had a defense. Imagine if USC ever had some sort of defense the last two years with Caleb Williams. And so I know a lot of people like to look at this year as a down year for Caleb. I don't think Lincoln Riley did him any favors this year with his system at USC. I don't think he really helped him a whole lot. That's why I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of Cliff Kingsbury coming Mm -hmm. here because I feel like Caleb Williams should be the consensus, no doubt, number one overall pick that we talked about, and he didn't this year, and I think largely in part because he wasn't put in a position to succeed. But either way, I think the talent for him is unreal. I think it's just going to come down to, do you think you can fix some of the off-schedule stuff, and do you think that you can deal with the -the off-the-field stuff? Well, it's also because USC doesn't tackle in practice, and they wonder why they can't (laughs) tackle in games. That's a real thing. Lincoln Riley's never tackled in practice. Uh, Bob is in Virginia. Bob, you are on the junkies. What's going on? Good morning, gentlemen. I just have a couple of little statistics I'd like to point out. Uh, Since 1937, the Washington football franchise has drafted 53 quarterbacks, 11 in the first round, and we've only drafted one franchise quarterback during that time. However, I'm probably your only caller who 
really couldn't uh, inform you on who I think they should draft because I don't watch anything except highlights of those three, so I'm not qualified to say that. Hey, it's 90% of I people, I would too, say so. since only there's a rule 50% of the quarterbacks selected uh, end up being uh, you know, not even franchised, but starters, I would say we want to keep Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett if we can, just in case we end up drafting another Heath Shuler. Bob, I appreciate the call. One thing I really agree with him, Toby, I would like to keep Jacoby Brissett. If possible, I would like to keep Jacoby Brissett. I am pretty confident that neither of these guys will be Heath Schuler. I'm indifferent on Jacoby, but I mean, look, you can look at all the numbers. It's so difficult to get the pick right. Yes. It really is. Yeah. So we're not trying to make it, you know, that's why this is so important. That's why this is so uh, tantalizing. This is why we're going to be talking about this for the next couple months because. This decision, as much as we love Adam Peters, and we are big fans of this guy, it can all swing on this decision alone. Yes. Because he could get this wrong, and he could be looking at his contract and say, am I going to make it? Right. The full. Fu so this is something where he's got to get this right. We love that he's here. We love that he's come to D.C. We think he's going to be a really good general manager. Now's your chance, man. It's He doesn't get a light Start. He he comes in. He's put guns right into the fire. Yeah, yeah. Gun, guns ablaze. And you're listening to the Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. The Junks are out for President's Day. Dende, Toby Ulcise are in. In about seven minutes, Ryan Fowler is going to jump on with us, talk a little bit more NFL draft. He covers the draft. But for now, it's your turn. 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. You can tweet us at the Denton Day at Toby underscore Altsizer. What would you in the dra What would you do in the draft if you are Washington? Let's go to Sean in Woodbridge. Sean, what's going on? Fellas, how y'all doing this morning? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing great. All right, fellas, I want you to look at something. Uh, we got a new GM. If you look at the history of the San Francisco 49ers, they don't take first-round quarterbacks. And they've been more successful than us for decades now. So the thing is, is I don't want to get so hype on dudes, you know, one, two, and three, just, you know, just because on hearsay, because that's generally what it is. I'm trusting this GM. I think they're trading back. And reason being, you take number two compared to 36, where they're probably going to pick. Do you seriously want to go into this year and not pick? And you 34, you let 34 players go by. Yeah, you got your quarterback, but you still need way more than that. It doesn't make sense. I got them taking a quarterback, but I got this GM taking someone that nobody else is thinking about. I got this being such a weird draft, you know what I'm saying? But I trust him because the San Francisco is known for doing that. So I'm cool with that. But I just don't want to, you know, just pitch the farm on number two, and then we got to wait till 36 to pick again. I, I, what, no, what about no. what about the seventy plus million in cap space that they can use to fill out those other holes? Well, I was getting ready to say that. I was ready to say, but we do know that all this hinges on free agency. If they can, if they can get what they, you know, what they need, you know, offensive line and things of that nature, and free agency, that changes the dynamic. I was getting ready to say that that changes the dynamic. But if we can't have a successful free agency, then yeah, I don't know if we take number two and just. You know, because I'm going to tell you, one, two, and three, you guys know this. Quarterbacks are going one, two, and three, regardless who the teams are. Yeah. Do you know how much people are going to want them? If we can get four or five picks. There's a reason people two, want them, though. Yeah. Four, but I'm serious. 
four or five picks for that number two, I'm sorry. You give me a good enough reason. I can't do that. I got I got to get a two up. And I'll find a quarterback, you know what I'm saying, in the later rounds. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just my opinion. So, yeah. you know, yeah, but it's going to be fun to watch, though. Yeah, yeah, Sean, we we appreciate the uh, we appreciate the call. Real quick, then, my thing is with San Francisco because he does bring up a good point. It's not like I mean they traded up for Trey Lance, so they right. tried to get a guy in the first round. It didn't work. Big but Brock Purdy's a seventh rounder. They traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Here's my point: you can do it, but they have the best running back in the league. They have two of the best receivers in the league. Right, they left have tackle. the first team All Pro at tight end. They have the best left tackle in football. They have one of the best defenses in the league. So you can do it. But you have to have everything else to a point that it is unstoppable. Whereas you look at Kansas City, they had a really good defense this year. I'll give them that. But they don't have tons of weapons. The quarterback can make up for it. Yeah, they. This is the first year in the era of Patrick Mahomes where they had a really good defense. Every other time, their defense the, was... The quarterback can just cover up so many sins. So many So that's sins. why you take the quarterback. And this, this scenario in Washington is not the same as it was in San Francisco. Let's do one more call here before we get to Ryan Fowler. Nick is in Ashburn. Nick, what's going on? Hey, guys. I just want to chime in on, on the, the previous caller saying that San Francisco doesn't reach for quarterbacks in the first round. Right. I know you touched on Trey Lance, which is obviously the most recent example, but I, I really do think Adam Peters is going to learn the lesson from the mistake that San Francisco made in reaching for Lance when, whenever it was three years ago and look at what they've done, and not just recently. I mean, they went to the court. They went to the Super Bowl with Kaepernick. They went to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo. So it's not just, you know, it's it's, it's a roster that's turned over a little bit since their first Super Bowl appearance a few years ago. So I think it's build the roster up and down across the board, and you can clearly win with, you know, less than a top two quarterback as your starter. And I think that's the, I think that's the uh, that's that's the template, and that's the way that they should go, and I think that's probably what he will do. Yeah, Nick, we appreciate it. It's a it's a uh, it's a good call. We we can't forget that they did the Trey Lance thing. The Trey Lance thing. Did I'm just going to disagree, though. Like when you have the opportunity to take the quarterback, you take it. They, there's a reason they traded up. This would be a whole different. They probably have a Lombardi Trophy if Trey Lance works out, right? Or if, they just draft Justin Fields. But yeah, whatever. That was the guy they should have traded up. I, they I picked just, the wrong guy. I don't know, man. You you got an opportunity to improve the quarterback position. This idea that you can get it done with subpar quarterback play, no team is going to say, you know what, we'll take the subpar guy. We'll, we'll take the guy that's below average so that we can build up the rest of the team and prove our prowess. No. When you have the opportunity to take the top guy, you take him, and then you can build the rest. I, I, I don't know. You feel like you've got the chance to take Jaden, Drake, or Caleb? You do it. You take You take one of those guys. You take one of those guys. Ryan Fowler is going to join us next. He covers the NFL draft for a various uh, amount of networks, including Bleacher Report. He was at the Senior Bowl a couple weeks ago as well. We'll get his thoughts on everything draft-related and what Washington should do it too when we get back. It's the Sports Junkies. Dende Toby Altizer in for the junks on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the Sports Junkies, 106.7 The Fans, streaming on the team at 980 and the Odyssey app as well. Denton Day, Toby Altsizer in for the Junkies. They're all for President's Day. They are back. Tomorrow, we'll talk college hoops at the top of the hour, but now we head out to the BetQL guest hotline. Our guy, Ryan Fowler, good enough to join us. He's an NFL and college football analyst for Bleacher Report and the Draft Network, and he's the host of the Commanding the Huddle podcast, where you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan, we appreciate you jumping on this morning. We've had a conversation this morning about quarterback. What would you do if you were Washington at number two overall? Yeah, first off, guys, appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, it's going to be a uh, fun top of the board uh, when we get to April with all the quarterbacks. They're always the the fun position to, to evaluate every single year. They always draw the attention, you know. But when I look at this draft class, look at the top of the board, obviously it would be great to sit there if you're if in Chicago's situation where you have all the leverage in the world and you got a young quarterback in your own roster, Justin Fields, that you really could potentially build around, but right now as we get closer to this thing, guys, it looks like it's a, they're going to go Caleb Williams from USC, and if I'm Washington at two, they find themselves in a very similar situation as they did back in 2012, where it was if the Colts took RG3, then they would have luck, and if obviously the Colts took luck, and, and Robert Griffin III ended up in Washington, so if I look at Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels, I know the popular conversation here over these last few weeks has been Jaden Daniels coming into Washington to pair up with Cliff Kingsbury, because he's had some similarities as a runner, to Kyler Murray in Arizona. But for me, I like Jack May a lot, and I think he's a home run selection uh, at number two with the offensive skill players around him in Washington and Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dobson. We'll see what they do with that wide receiver three, wide receiver four spot, obviously, with Curtis Samuel and Jamison Crowder being free agents, and they're going to make additions around him. But for me, Drake May, his ability specifically to understand when to climb the pocket and make throws and take hits and then also escape outside of structure and make every throw. And we say that a lot about guys every year as far as, quote-unquote, making every throw. And not a lot of guys can do that. Some people will say that about Michael Penix. He can't make every throw. Caleb Williams can. And for me, Drake May absolutely can. I think Jaden Daniels has some more work you even have to do in the intermediate to shallow areas of the offense, even though his beautiful deep ball looks good, floating 50 yards down the field <laughs> to guys like Malik Neighbors and Bryant Thomas. So for me, guys, at the top, if I'm at two and he's there, I'm going to go Drake May from North Carolina. So I think it's interesting, Ryan, because Denton is more along the lines of Jaden Daniels. I like Drake May, but I also have advocated this morning that if the price isn't ridiculous, 
that trading up to number one has to be a possibility for Caleb Williams, but there needs to be a gap there. So I'm interested for you how much of a difference there is from Caleb Williams down to that tier with Drake May and Jaden Daniels. I think when you look at Caleb Williams' game, and I know there's been a lot of comparisons to Patrick Mahomes as far as the creativity. And when you hear that, you're potentially comparing a guy that hasn't taken a snap in the NFL to potentially the best all-time to ever do it at, at this point in our conversations well, about Patrick. But when you look at the creativity and what fits nowadays in the NFL to create inside and outside a structure to where by no means that USC skill group was immensely talented like a Washington's or an LSU's this year. There were guys, of course, but it wasn't immensely talented. And Caleb, what he does so special is with his arm and with his legs, both inside a structure, outside a structure, that just fits the modern game to where you force all 11 defenders on the opposite side of the ball to cover every single blade of grass to where you can't just bring in guys and live in base personnel and say, we're just going to counter the run and play too high and force everything underneath. Everybody has to be accounted for, both from a quarterback position, his legs, and then making plays outside of structure when that play gets beyond the five-six-second five, mark inside the pocket. So that's what makes Caleb Williams so darn special, guys. And I don't think he's perfect by any means. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are quote-unquote perfect. But that's just what separates Caleb so much is his ability to really do it all and force defenses to just – he's going to keep defensive coordinators up late into the night for a long, long time in the NFL because what he can do when the play breaks down. Ryan Fowler with us here on the Sports Junkies. Denton Day and Toby Altsizer are filling in. You can find Ryan on Twitter at underscore Ryan Fowler underscore. So obviously, Ryan, there's a lot of people in this fan base that also want the team to address the offensive line this offseason, and they're looking at the draft as a way to do so. If they draft quarterback at number two overall, who are some of the names that will be available the next time they're on the board in the early second round? Yeah, it would be really nice, guys, and we'll see what, again, Washington does it too. To add more capital, potentially, if they were ever to trade back, we will see. But the tackle class, I don't think if I'm a Tennessee or if I'm a New York or I'm uh, the New York Jets as well, I don't need to take a Joe Walt or an Olu Fashanu because guys like Tyler Dighton from Oklahoma, who for me is extremely close to Olu Fashanu as far as a ceiling prospect in this class along the offensive line, for me. But Troy Fotanu from Washington, or you look at Talise Fuaga from Oregon State, but as you move back into the second-round bucket to where you can still find starters, a name that I love is Blake Fisher who played right tackle for Notre Dame on the other side of Joe Walton. He's got no attention this year, but I fully expect him to be a top 50 pick. So him, Christian Jones from Texas is another right tackle that I really like. I think as you move back into the deeper portions of the, of the draft, I think a guy like Mason McCormick, who has that tackle guard versatility, small school kid from South Dakota State. I remember talking to a scout this year, guys, who said, look, South Dakota State has more talent on their team than some Big Ten teams that I've looked at this year because they've got Mason McCormick coming out. They have our running back Isaiah Davis and, and Lyman as well and Garrett Greenfield. So those are just a couple of names in that second round, third round bucket, along with a guy like Roger, Roger Rosergarten from Washington that had a good senior bowl as well. I think going to be some names available for Washington to add some young pieces up front. And I think on the other side, they need to address edge rusher too now that they've moved on from Sweat and Young. Are there some guys that are going to be available in the second round, maybe even the third or later on, that you think would be worth a shot for this team? They do. I think early in the second is a great spot to add edge. It's a premium position. You flat out have to get after the quarterback. I think when you look around the NFC East, there's going to be changes made probably in the near future as far as an offensive structure perspective, what we're seeing from Philadelphia, 
Who knows what Dallas is going to do? And is Daniel Jones the future in New York? I'm going to say, I'm going to say no as of right now. So <laughs> it's going to change. But when you look at that second round bucket, I look at Chris Braswell from Alabama. This kid is rocked up. He can set the edge in the run game so he can live on early downs. Alabama kid. We know the Tuscaloosa to Washington pipeline is always fruitful every single year. So that's a kid to know. I think Grayson and Gabriel Murphy are twins from UCLA that were at Shrine. Both of them can flat out get after the passer. Gabriel was top 10 in pressures this year among not just Pac-12 edge rushers, but all FBS defenders. And his brother was top 20 as well, even though Lay Tulatu, probably top 10 pick, got a ton of attention there. Both those guys can get after the passer. Austin Booker from Kansas. Scout said, look, if he stayed another year in the Big 12 for the Jayhawks, he probably would have been a first-round pick in the 2025 draft. But he came down to the Senior Bowl this year and, and was excellent. The length, the ability to convert speed to power, he can win to the outside, win to the outside, and win to the inside, excuse me. He's just a flat-out raw type of defender, and I think that's the type of guy maybe that Washington may be interested in to come in and not expecting an NFC East title right away, allow him to work out the kinks a little bit and maybe develop into a 7-8 sack a year guy. Ryan, you and I were texting a little bit when you were down at the Senior Bowl. Is there one guy that you you entered that week thinking, eh, maybe not too highly of, and you left thinking, wow, th- this guy could be a real player in the NFL? I was really excited to see Roman Wilson uh, from Michigan. And, and the reason why I say that is because a lot of these offensive players that come out of Michigan, a lot of them have projections. If they're not an offensive lineman or not a running back like Blake Corman, Donovan Edwards, a little bit of a projection because they are so run heavy, a little bit of a throwback style of approach. And Roman Wilson, I think, is going to be one of my favorite players in this entire class. I think he's flat out sensational. I think he's going to be a top 50 pick at the end of the day. He's not going to meet a lot of teams' height, weight, speed thresholds. But if you want a guy that understands how to separate at every single level, play bigger than his frame, that reminds me a lot of Jahan Dotson coming out of Penn State. He'll be an extension of the run game if you need him to. He'll block his tail off. He'll, he'll, he'll go back and, and return and punts for you as well if you need him to. He just, he's not going to get a ton of attention when, they, when a team drafts him. The Michigan helmet will, will cause attention. But I think Roman Wilson is just a flat-out stud. He confirmed everything for me down in Mobile as far as one of my favorite prospects in the class. And wherever he goes, Maybe if Washington to be that high-level wide receiver three here with Curtis, or excuse me, with Jahan and Terry, I thought he was sensational at Michigan and, and absolutely sensational in Mobile. One final one for me, talking with Ryan Fowler here on 106.7 The Fan, the sports junkies, Toby and Denton in for them today. The scouting combine comes up pretty soon here for the NFL. Who are some guys to keep an eye on that could see their stock raise with you know, a good 40 time or a good week at the combine? I think there's one guy specifically that scouts have, have bolded and highlighted, and that's wide receiver Bub Means from Pittsburgh. 6'3", over 200 pounds, and he's expected to run low to mid 4'3". Now, I will say this. You have to kind of take all that stuff into consideration because, look, a high 4'2", a low 4'3", is a lot like Bigfoot, right? Everybody says they've seen it <laughs> until you see it. So I'm expecting him to run fast, but he's someone out of Pittsburgh. They produce a ton of NFL talent on offense and defense. The last few years, obviously with Jordan Addison a couple of years ago before he transferred to USC. But Bub Means, wide receiver from Pittsburgh, is supposed to showcase well. I expect Jaden Daniels from LSU to run extremely fast as a quarterback. But as well as Anthony Gould, wide receiver from Oregon State that took a punt back in the Shrine game uh, for a touchdown. And you just need guys like that as far as the field flipper that can also be your wide receiver four, wide receiver five. And in Washington, you think back to over the years recently of uh, – 
Alex Erickson being that wide receiver six and punt returner or Dax Milne, they've been trying to find that guy. (laughs) So as you move into the fourth, fifth, sixth round, and you're looking for a receiver to flip the field and offensive chess piece inside Cliff Kingsbury's offense, Anthony Gould from Oregon State, as well as a guy like Taj Washington from USC, because we know those Trojan to Washington pipeline is definitely going to be talked about a lot here in these next few months. Ryan, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. I look forward to doing this again uh, ahead of the NFL draft. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on. That is Ryan Fowler covering the NFL and college football for Bleacher Report and the Draft Network. You can find his podcast, Commanding the Huddle, wherever it is you get your podcast. He joined us via the BetQL guest hotline. Uh, bet smarter, beat the books. Sports betting come to Maryland. Don't place your first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. We shift into college basketball. John Crispin, ESPN, joins us on the other side. It's the Sports Junkies with Denton Day and Toby Altsizer filling in for the Junks on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.